Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What is going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of The Shock Factor, where I, Stephen Shock, am joined by the great Jordan Schusterman and Jake Mintz. Fellas, how are we doing? Why is Jordan great and I'm just Jake Mintz? Well, I, it was implied. I think of you two as a pair. You know, you're both Cespedes Barbecue. You're one entity in my mind between two great individuals. Steven. So you're both great. Steven, thank you. Uh, again, I'm still appreciating it because most people say Jake's name first. So I just know we have that special connection. So I don't care about <laughs> ABC order. I don't. Uh, Steven Shock, it's so good to be back here with you. Um, I'm excited for this episode of Shock Factor even though we're going to have to get a little sad about the who's. We're going to save that for a little bit later on. Uh, and we're going to – oh, yeah, Jake, do you have something before we, we get going? Yeah, you know, just a disclaimer. We're, we're honest individuals here on the Shock Factor podcast, and the three of us have had a busy week. I would say this is the least college baseball that I have watched in a particular week in quite some time, and I think I could say the same for you. That being said, I did tune in for enough to feel comfortable talking about it. Uh, I would say the reasons for our lack of attention this week – uh, are different. I would say that for me and Jordan, our other job this week uh, was relevant, and we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> You'll see, guys. I'll talk about it. Major League Baseball, which we cover for for more money than this job, <laughs> we were doing that. And Stephen Schock was learning how to sell houses as a real estate agent. But fear not, we're still relatively entertaining, and we're still going to be tuned into college baseball. So, gentlemen, where would we like to begin? And side note, just a real quick interjection. If you want to sell a house in Delaware or buy a house, I'm going to plug myself. I'll do it. I'm, I'm shameless. I can do it for you. We'll keep, we'll keep those details coming because uh, I, I cannot wait to see how Shank's uh, realty, uh, you know, his multi-million dollar uh, <laughs> just, you know, empire is only beginning uh, in the great It's just Delaware. selling Sunset with Steve. That's all it is. Incredible. Uh we should say, Jordan, that we do have a real sponsor for the podcast, and that is S2 Cognition. S2 Cognition is a technology platform that brings visibility to an athlete's cognitive skill sets and identifies their strengths, weaknesses, and the whys, not the X's, not the Z's, not the what's, the where's, but the whys behind their performance. Give them a look at S2Cognition.com. And, you know, there was some there was some cognition needed today in Louisville, Jordan. Um Wow, what a transition. Uh, this was not something I think any of us were anticipating having to talk about this season. Um, and in one sense, it is a very serious matter, which is that uh, there was a bomb threat delay in Louisville between Louisville and UNC, the rubber match uh, between the Cardinals and the Tar Heels. Um, this happened in the fifth inning with UNC uh, up 5-1. to one. And uh, I was just reading a little bit about it. There's a story on an SI. It seems like it was a, a found like on on a on a website like on a on a like a reddit like forum and it ended up being reported to the police and they came in cleared the whole facility cleared the fans out and that's as if that was weird enough as 5-1 game okay great then they play the rest of the game and the game's okay instead they resume two hours later after the bomb threat delay and then 
Louisville comes back, scores four in the ninth, sends it to extras. Ben Bianco, another homer. And then they walk it off in the bottom of the 14th. Gentlemen, you guys ever have any uh, bomb threats in your games? <laughs> uh, believe it or not, no, I didn't. I, I mean, everybody knows the old no. quote. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes it rains, sometimes you get a bomb threat. So, you know, you can. it's never off the radar, you know? No, you're, you're, right, ready. you're right. Again, gotta be ready again. for anything, man. <laughs> yeah, again, that's that's what it, that's what it's about, right? Uh, and honestly, here's the other thing, Stephen. Is that what college Steven? baseball is all about? I'm not saying it. You're fishing. You want me to He's burn my one? It. I'm not burning it yet. I got one an episode. It's not happening yet. <laughs> I was I was trying to bait him. As you guys both know, sorry. I, obviously, a lot of this a lot of this a lot of this show, if you've been listening, is is me asking Jake and, and Stephen about their college baseball experiences. But obviously, this is not something you guys can necessarily relate to, which is for the best. Um, but man, what a turn! This is a really crazy thing. Obviously, we're glad everyone was safe. But the weirdest part about this is that there were no. Then the fans were evacuated; they weren't allowed back in. So if if you watch the end of the game, they're playing in an empty stadium, and you can just see literally like the SWAT team sitting behind home plate. Good, good <laughs> on the SWAT team <laughs> very, for getting to weird. enjoy a game. You know, that's got to be probably the best experience they've had in response to a bomb threat. Great point. Like, sure, stakes are very Great high. Point. You know, it's a it's a bomb. Right. You know, but. It's, it's as soon as they not, clear it, they're like, well, it was, it was speculation <laughs> of a bomb, which if my job is going to where people say there might be bombs, I'm going to be pretty upset most of the time I'm working. But if I get a call in a baseball stadium, it's like, well, after I get rid of the bomb or figure out if there's a bomb or not, can I, can I stay? Like, good for them. Can I stick around? Like, I got to see Caleb Corbett. Jordan, you know, this is like 95. when in the like, Dominican Winter League playoffs where there were no fans allowed, there were like 700 military personnel at the game. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, we're just going to be here to watch the final. Um, it, this is a right. very serious thing. Yeah. I know that we are making somewhat light of it. And that is, we're only doing it because everyone's okay. But I will say that, like, could you imagine being called off the field at a game and coach is like, all right, guys, there's a bomb threat. And then no, but yeah, like, I don't. What what is crazy about it to me is that they called the they told the fans they had to leave, and they were like, oh, yeah, but we got to finish this ACC weekend series out. Like you know, bomb goes off, we're on the field, like whatever, man. Like, right? I don't know what how it worked in terms of like letting fans back in. If they were just like, well, the first thing we need to do is get the fans out of here. There's ticketing problems. We're not going to deal with, like, they still sell tickets, they're not going to re-ticket, whatever. But, no, I, I still agree with your general point. It's a very strange way to handle it, but I don't I'm know I'm not a SWAT team. It. And, and I I, the last thing I'll say is we do recognize that this very, again, serious situation, lends itself to puns very mm-hmm. well. And, ju- like, like, oh, yeah, the SWAT team. You're talking about the middle of the order? Oh, <laughs> bomb threat. Was Jake Geloff there? Like, we, we know that that exists. We're not going to yeah. lean into that. Okay. No. Hopefully, that's what we're not gonna do. That's what we're oh, not gonna do. What we just what we just did is what we is what we're not going to. We're do. not gonna do that. But I, we all hope this is the final bomb threat of the season. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally with you. I would uh, say we've more, had one yeah. too many bomb threats this year. I will say one yeah. more. I totally with you. Uh, one more uh, just thing on on Louisville that I wanted to shout out because this was this was a great series and I wanted to talk about Ben Metzinger for a little bit because um, he had a walk off homer to win the Saturday game. 
And I wanted to just give a little plug to, to D1Baseball.com because Ben Mitzinger coming into this year had really barely played for Louisville. He had a big, you know, big, big tournament in the ACC, big two games, but you know, he had 235 last year and 60 plate appearances. He's a 20, he was a 22-year-old this year. He turns 23 in June. And if you just looked at his stats, you'd be like, okay, like what's, what's so great about Ben Metzinger? Well, if you read the fall report last year by our good friend Aaron Fitt, you would find this quote from Dan McDonald, coach, head coach Dan McDonald. Quote, I think Metzinger – this is, by the way, a very interesting quote. And, Stephen, you're going to – this is a trigger warning for you, Stephen, all right? Oh, just, just stick with me here, okay? This is a quote from Dan McDonald. I think Metzinger has a chance to be one of the best hitters in college baseball. And I don't say that from a sexy standpoint. Okay, weird, weird shot. But then he says, and not to say Tanner Allen's not sexy. Oh, ow. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen. But I think he could be that good of a hitter. I had Tanner on Team USA, and he kind of came into the trials on the outside looking in, barely got invited. Then he spent a weekend with him, and it's like, wow, this kid can really hit. Quality at bats and move the ball. Moves the ball. I think Metzinger has the ability to be, ability to be that type of hitter. I really do. And again, like – Dude is balling out. And, like, based on the track record, if you didn't read that, you would have no idea. But after I read that in the fall report, I was like, okay, let's see what Ben Metzinger got. And here he is now. He is currently hitting – again, he's, he's been basically Louisville's best hitter in a very, very good offense. He's hitting uh, – what, what do we got? He's up to 13 homers. Is Geloff still at, at 14 or is he at 15? He's at 14. He's at 14. So he's hitting 347 with, with 13 homers and more walks and strikeouts. And so that's why you read the fall reports. There you go, everybody. There's a good plug for our, our website because I was I was very, very prepared for Ben Mitzer going to be awesome. So, um, yeah, just wanted to shout him out. Good job, Aaron. All right, let's – good job, Aaron Fit. Woo! Uh, <laughs> let's move on from there and talk about the number one team in oh, the country. Still number one. The Tennessee Vols. Now, I will say, shouts out to Mizzou for rolling in to the number one team in the country and absolutely – competing their tails off. I watched a lot of the uh, game one. I watched a decent amount of the game today. And Mizzou was in these ball games, my friends. They played them tough. They played them hard. It was a heck of a series. Yeah, and Mizzou obviously not necessarily uh, used to being at the top or even the middle of the SEC (laughs) in recent years. But to go into Lindsey Nelson and hang with them, hats off. That's off to the Tigers. In game one, they knocked Chase Burns around the most that he's really been knocked around this year. Got him out of the game early, and it was tight. There was an incredible play at the plate that I tweeted about um, with a you know, top-of-the-line slide. But, yeah, this, <laughs> this, was electric, this was electric baseball all weekend. Yeah, I, I do got a comment. That slide was phenomenal. He just hit a – I don't remember David Spade's character from a Benchwarmer's name, but he did that slide if I – if I am remembering what you're talking about correctly. And I just got to say, at the college level, that's that's a great move to break out. Like, if you watched a replay of the slide, you can just hear all the fans kind of laugh as he does it, which, you know, you want to win games and you want to entertain that way. But to go beyond just wins and losses, like Tennessee's at the point where, like, their fans aren't just impressed with a win anymore. It's like, what, what did you do during the win to make us have a good time? And... I can't remember who slid, but he let the fans have a good time. And I love that. Uh, Jake, I feel like Tennessee at this point, and we mentioned this kind of last week, right? Is it like, when are they going to be tripped up? And maybe something about this series show that, hey, if Mizzou can knock Chase Burns around, maybe they, they are mortal. But I think this is maybe a good transition. I actually want to skip uh, on our outline ahead to Alabama because Alabama is the next team that uh, Tennessee will be welcoming to Lindsey Nelson uh, next week. 
And Alabama, another team that has not necessarily been at the top of the SEC in recent years, just went into Oxford and uh, and 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 swept them. Just sold the Rebels. Sorry, roll tide. We are apparently a baseball school as well. And <laughs> Jake, I know you wanted to talk about the Saturday game in particular because I did not realize that Alabama won that game. Again, I have been kind of more off the grid, but I saw the Tim Elko homer, and I was like, well, that's not a game that. Ole Miss loses. Well, like if Tim Elko hits that home run, yeah. it's not a game that Ole Miss loses. If I told so what you, happened? if I told you that Jacob Gonzalez uh, would homer three times, and that Tim Elko would tie it up in the ninth at home, you would say, "Oh, and then they won." But that's not what happened. The Alabama Crimson Tide battled back. This was one of the craziest games of the year. When it's hot out during the day at Swayze. That park plays like a sandbox. It is. I remember that regional game last year was against Southern Miss, right where the home runs were just ski daddling out of there. Um, yeah, Alabama came in and they competed. It was a super super entertaining game. Um, I want to give a shout out to the leadoff hitter in Alabama, Jim Jarvis. Awesome swing, long blonde hair. This guy chokes up on the bat like crazy. He had a clutch hit in the tenth inning uh, for Alabama. And then Zane Denton hit a bomb in the 10th to give it to him. But yeah, like three homers for Jacob Gonzalez. Like you should, you got to win. You have to win that game, especially at home. And the thing that I want to talk about with you, Shock, is obviously the beer shower in right field at Swayze is famous, right? Yeah, absolutely. There was a point in this game, right, where Alabama was up. Let me do some quick, hey, quick muffs. Alabama was up <laughs> 10 to 7. Do you still beer shower if it makes it 10 to 8? Like, when are you throwing the beers up if you're losing by a lot? Do you do it? And then I just, I'm laughing at the fact that, like, in this game, Ole Miss hit 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 home runs and lost. And so that's a lot of sticky beer <laughs> on your body and a sad drive home. Also, just hard to do. I, I got to start off Expensive. by asking a question. Do they allow them to bring their own beer? Or is it all beers mm. you have to buy? I would love a inside right field at Swayze guest podcast to know the logistical breakdown of getting beer sticky. Yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, if it's one of those things where beer that you have to buy at the stadium, they stop selling them in the seventh. If you're going to extra innings and you're getting rid of that beer, you're making a big sacrifice because that's the last beers you have. What, what if there's four bombs in a row? Four bombs in a row in the ninth inning, and they're down 10 to, 10 to 7 to start it off. One of them's going to be a walk-off bomb. But would there even be beer left? And then think about the hitter. They just hit a home run solely so they could see a beer shower and like make the place go nuts, and they look up there, and it's just dust, just silent. It's like, what, what's going on? What I do, what I do wrong. Do you think that this tradition is really a uh, an infiltration by big beer? Do you think that <laughs> big Mississippi beer is is made this tradition from the inside so that they could sell more units? I think Swayze? you're on to something. I, I really think you're on to something. They're paying the players to hit these home runs so more people can get rid of beer. Mm, I, how could we disprove it? I mean, we're going to have to go and find out. I think that's really... This is about as investigative journalism that this is the kind of journalism we, we need to do. <laughs> uh, maybe, who knows? Maybe we'll get to do that at some point this year. But, but it, it's to your point, Jake, right? Like going out, leaving that game, 
sticky and dr- very drunk. Yeah, and God <laughs> um, forbid. It's probably tough. I, I'm not an advocate for drinking and driving. I don't think you should do it. But imagine being a sober fan that sat out there all game. You're driving. You're home. still sticky. You're, you're still <laughs> sticky. You're, that's the thing, dude. And, like you cop pulls you over and they're like, you smell like beer. You're like, uh, <laughs> right. I was at yeah, the game. You blow a point zero zero. And they're like, okay, something, something's up here. Cause you're, you smell like my shoes after a night at a bar. So what's up? You got to be drunk in some capacity. You're just coming with nope. me. That's a great point. That's a great nope, point. No, I was There's... just watching Peyton Chatagnier. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh. I mean, presumably within a certain mile radius of Oxford, yeah. you know, they, they you know, get it. You, yeah. you, you've got your ticket stub and you say, look, man, like this is kind of how it rolled. Can roll I see your license there. license registration and Swayze ticket stub, please? Yeah, if you're in left field, you're drunk as shit. That is not, <laughs> we are not going to let this fly. But if that stub <laughs> says right field, you're good. Do you want to be drunk and dry or you want to be sober and sticky? That's all I'm saying. All right, <laughs> let's, let's hop back to uh, something that happened in Oklahoma. It was Bedlam this weekend, Oklahoma State. University Cowboys taking that series over the Sooners, but I just want to talk about the uh, the game two. I believe the Sooner, or no, sorry, not the Sooners. The Cowboys walked it off at twelve oh eight midnight plus ocho local time in the morning. And I'll ask you, Shock, what's the latest baseball you have played at night? The latest baseball at night did not come in college, believe it or not. It came when I was twelve years old in Cooperstown Dreams Park. So. One, it's a situation where nobody's sleeping because you're in bunk beds with all of your buddies. So you're just, you're fucking around all night. But we had a rain delay for a game that was at seven. We were like, oh, this is going to be sick. We're playing under the lights. It got delayed till midnight. And we just sat in the dugouts for like five hours. First pitch at midnight. Yes. And we were like, we want to play this shit. (laughs) Yes. And we were so excited. And then... (laughs) As soon as 11 came around, we were like, okay, we're kind of over this shit. <laughs> it's like, let me just well, go, you played it. Let me just go get a Mountain Dew from the vending machine and go to sleep because I'm 12 and a piece of shit. <laughs> um, now, Jake, I will say it, that does ring a bell for some Williamsport games that I believe, because of rain, have been pushed pretty late into the night. Um, now, of course, that has much more adrenaline probably than the Cooperstown tournament uh, in front of your parents. Yeah, and the Elker versus on television, you know, at the top of Little League Baseball. So We weren't making noise in Cooperstown. We had already lost like five games. So, <laughs> so, so my, my question, though, is so we, it, you didn't have any super late either rain delay or, you know, extra, extra innings? Like Honestly, not play, really. You know. I was very fortunate in the sense that all of my coaches were like, as soon as soon as it got pretty crappy, like especially at UMBC, if it rained even just like half an inch of rain, we were done. Sure. That place was a flood sure. zone. <laughs> uh, that's 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 a fair point. Uh, okay, but yeah, no, it is it is interesting. Obviously, we've had some crazy extra inning games and some crazy long games, and we'll we'll get to another late yeah. night baseball when we get to our Beyond D one segment. <laughs> I had a I had a season yeah. ended at twelve twenty a.m. once in college, our junior year. We lost a 14-inning game in the regional uh, that started at 8 and went 4 hours, 20 minutes. Oh, That's that tough. Pain. That's tough because you, you're done, right? Season over, seniors crying, uh, as they do. We're going to have a whole conversation about that later. I've done it. In the year. Seniors crying. If you don't cry, 
you're that's you didn't sus. play. You didn't play. You didn't cry. All right. And you, even if you know, even the guys who don't play cry. That was me. I know. You know, if you don't, if you don't, you, you weren't even watching. Anyway, season ends. Seniors cry. Get on the bus at like twelve forty-five, and then you got to go home, and then you're still jazzed up, and so you're. But like you don't want to really drink because like you're too bummed. It's just a weird, weird vibe. Yeah, weird yeah. vibe. It, it's hard to drink on the last day too because it's like, my thing is when you're drinking after crying, it's typically something bad's going on. You, yeah. you got to clear your head before you get in the right mentality to be doing that. Love, I love that. That is a a mature approach at the plate <laughs> well shock. well said uh speaking of mature steven we're gonna ask you to be as mature as possible as you talk to us about what happened to your beloved virginia cavaliers Explain this yourself. weekend in miami uh before we take our break for our fake ad we just wanted to give you an opportunity to stand up for your boys and talk about what went wrong now let's be clear hurricanes are good yeah they they're whoa the whoa it's a good not they not destroy lives. The, sorry, the hurricane. The sorry, <laughs> Miami. The U is good at baseball. Yeah, Thank their mascot's that's, that's, not that's a good, good. That's a good correction. Mascot's but, not good. They, but uh, Steven, you know any any just just broad takeaways? All I know uh, is any, pain. any words of encouragement. Um, it was a very <laughs> long weekend. Uh, Listen uh, to the sound of silence by Disturbed about six times before we recorded this. But, no, I mean, Miami's just really good at baseball, and that's the thing about yeah. baseball is if someone's really good and another team's really good, the really good team's going to win. Yep. Because gotta lose. they're both really yep. good. And and if, if you – because Miami's good enough that if UVA had won the series, Miami, all the Miami fans would be like, oh, God, what happened? This is – you know, it's just tough. It's just, yeah, you know, you, that's a three-game series. You can't tie. So. It's baseball. Uh, it's unfortunate. You but lose you can win but one. If, you could win one. And they you didn't. You could have won one. And they, they didn't do they that. Could have. But, like, but, if our first but, sweep last year came in April, I would have been so pleased. But just where there are this, where they are this year compared to last year, like we hadn't won nine games in conference yet. Yeah. Like we weren't even close. And right. so it, it's gonna be okay. It was just it was rough. The wheels fell off, and. In college baseball especially, I feel like every game there's at least one play where everybody forgets how to play baseball. And unfortunately, that happened a little bit too often, but that's okay because good teams, you know, you got Coach Oak there who will rip them apart and say, hey, if you don't want me to rip you apart again, let's just win this weekend. And the players will understand that, and it'll be okay. Clean it up, but hey, hey, Steven, we did get something out of that that series, right? I, I believe we got we got a little, little shout out. We did get a broadcast. little shout out from AJ Ricketts. He is normally the FIU broadcaster who was in Miami this weekend. Upon my Twitter research, and he said very nice things about the podcast. And not only did he say nice things, he he referenced direct quotes from the podcast, which proves he's not just saying, hey, I saw this on my podcast and like <laughs> scrolled through it that he was interviewed by Steve. Mm. But my guy listens. He listens and he retained the information. So. Wow. <laughs> he did we the assignment. That. He sifted we through the pee-pee poo-poo talk and <laughs> got to the, the meaty, meaty content. One last thing I, about this series I want to yeah, say. Yeah. I am so in on the you being good They're really because good. it is one of the when i was a kid and i was growing up at a non-college baseball area of dc 
I mean, the Terps are fu- they're pretty good. The Terps can be good some year, but it's not a hotbed, right? No. It's not a hotbed. What I knew was Stanford and Miami. And as a kid, I had the U logo on my wall in the basement when I would take grounders off the wall because I wanted to go play at the U, which is hilarious for a million reasons, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, I imagine me at the U. I would get my doors blown up. But, like, the prestige of that is real. And to see them competing and being cool and, like, having Yo-Yo Morales kick everybody's ass – that's good for the sport, and I I just want to say that I know it's bad for Stephen Shock, but it's good for it's good for everybody else. Yeah, and if it's good well, for everybody else, this is the type of man I am. I will take it to the chin. I will wear it because I I also loved Miami growing up. I had a glove that I bought off eBay when I was like fourteen years old that had their little logo and it said El Boro on the side, which is Spanish for donkey, which I loved. It was right up my alley. I traded it for an iPhone 4 when I was like 16, and I regret it to this day. But hey, that's life. Wow. That, that was a hell of a story to just throw in there. Thank you, Stephen, as always. I'm just going to drop it in and not explain it anymore. <laughs> uh, and on that note, uh, Jake, I think we're going to take a quick break. Yeah. Uh, and we will be back with our show-and-go segment uh, as well as Beyond D1. Today's podcast is brought to you by Major League Baseball. Do you like college baseball? Well, Major League Baseball is pretty similar, except the players are better and everyone is having less fun. Also, there are way more Dominicans. So yeah, once you're done watching college baseball, make sure you check out Major League Baseball. It's what college baseball is all about. And then some. You can find Major League Baseball on uh, Spotify, all, all kinds, <laughs> Apple TV, of platforms, Apple TV, Peacock, Peacock, M- MLB TV, whatever yeah, big city you're closest to, probably. You, you cannot find it on D1Baseball.com. Don't look there. Okay, we love it, but don't look there. That's where you look to find the guys who will be in it one day. There you and go. And some there who won't. And that's okay. Thank you to Major League Baseball for yeah. sponsoring our episode. I just today. wanted to make sure everyone knew about it. Okay, I want to spread. It's a uh, little grow the game. The I'm trying to grow the mom and pop <laughs> operation. Oh man, you're so right. Uh, all right, thank it's you to our the, sponsor, and of course our real sponsors, S2 Cognition. Thank you to uh, our sponsor, the MLB. <laughs> Let us move on to our two final segments of this week's episode. Let's begin with show and go. What are we going to show and then go first, Stephen Shock? Let's start with the least amount of baseball. <laughs> Nothing uh, about this is baseball. Nothing about this. But well, it's something very, very I've always dreamed baseball. of doing. Tell me, tell me what happened in uh, between uh, the, or I guess what did not happen during the Elon and Northeastern game that got rained out. Yeah, so Elon Northeastern was just an absolute shit show all weekend for Elon. Their bus broke down in the middle of Boston. They were, they were bused to the game on Friday night. I think the bus picked them up at twelve forty-five for a two p.m. game. So they did have a legitimate show and go, but on Saturday night. It rained. And as it rained, you know, you can't play during rain. Of course. Rain and bomb threats, the two biggest problems in college baseball, can't play during them. So 
Northeastern baseball had a little monster truck because, you know, the stadium's packed. We're going to give these people damn show. And so they put this little little RC car, a little RC monster truck on the field, and they had it just doing jumps off the mound, running the bases. And honestly, I was very entertained by it. I thought it was sick. Northeastern put out a little video with like, slow-mo of the jumps with like rock music going in the background which i think was a nice touch and i i just loved everything about it i'm totally with you my biggest question is um this doesn't seem like something that would have just been sitting around right yeah no 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 they had it they had it you stay you gotta stay strapped (laughs) everybody's got that one friend bringing an rc car with them everywhere also large rc car this is not like hot wheels this is like a big looks like one of the ones that takes diesel like it was so (laughs) i i am generally anti-turf mound i I think they are an affront i think they're hard to pitch on i know they're good for the rain just buy a tarp it's okay but i will say this is a positive of it because i would never in a million years let an RC car drive over any dirt mound of any field that I played on. Let me tell you that. Okay. That mound is my sanctuary, my home. It is my dojo. And we're not, it's not for games. It's not for toys. Okay. Get, get that big wheel automobile off of my mountain. Okay. But this, this is fine because it's turf. <laughs> I had this thought too, right? Grounds crew manager and with real, like, uh, like it in, I think they have these in Major League Baseball, right? Is that, yeah. That's that right that right yeah. Yeah, you did good. <laughs> be like, we would not want the RC cars on the field. Remember there. A-Rod ran across the field and, and Dallas Braden well, almost like hey, castrated wait. him? There was, um, I don't know, pretty small name here, Javi Lopez for the Baltimore Orioles back in the day. He was a catcher. He used to the fly Orioles his, play where? Oh, the Orioles play oh, where? We know. Um, Camden Yards in like no, this in what, little like, group? organization. What conference? What conference um, are they in? It's the National <laughs> Baseball Association. No, MLB. My bad. Oh, jeez. Okay. Brain fart. This, you're good. You're our good, sponsor. Good. <laughs> Ooh, sorry, sorry, guys. But he we'll used to, to, we'll have to go over that. I remember watching like Sports Center, and they would cut the clips of him. It was actually probably on Masson. He was like flying them around, taking them off on the little warning track. It was sick. Uh, this was great, and we support anything that gives more attention to the Colonial uh, Athletic Association. But don't you dare do it on a dirt mound, or else I'll, <laughs> I'll fucking find you. Uh, let's <laughs> talk about this uh, next play. Obviously, um, a few weeks ago, we had the incredible walk-off steal of home uh, from Kurt Wilson, Texas Tech. And we had another uh, steal of home in NC State, Virginia Tech. And... Um, talk about weather but you just said we can't play in rain well apparently you can play in in sleet snow, snow is less wet than than rain right it's less right. wet right. so is it so shock what happened what happened here so here it was it was a snowy weekend in blacksburg virginia obviously someone on virginia tech has listened to the show because we've talked about snow games we've talked about stealing a home someone was like i want to be on the show i'm gonna do both in one poor k no los dos from the greatest taco commercial to ever exist. But yeah, that that's it's pretty straightforward. It was snowing a ton. And Virginia Tech, I believe, had the bases loaded in like the third inning. They were already up two runs, I believe. And the Jets stole home. It was the catcher flipped it back to the pitcher. Pitcher's probably if I'm the pitcher, I'm thinking, why the fuck are we still playing? 
I'm covered in snow. I have no idea where this pitch is going to go. Somebody's going to die. And then next thing you know, oh, someone scored too. My ERA just went up for no reason. Right, right. I just wanted to say too, this is freshman Carson DiMartini, which Mm. has to be one of the best baseball names I've heard in just an extremely long time. As far as if we're going to pack in that many syllables, Carson DiMartini, that just hits, man. Imagine the type of of swagger you have to have to be a freshman stealing home with the bases loaded. That's cool, man. I w- don't get outs. don't be out. If you're out, two outs. don't well, be out. I think the snow probably helped them just because, you know, yeah. pitcher can't see home. That's so far away. That's 60 feet. <laughs> yeah. Visibility's low. I, I love this one too because you have the throw. He does throw it back to the pitcher. And it's just the move of the pitcher catching the ball and throwing home in this way is very unusual in baseball. Yes. <laughs> so it looks very goofy, and I, I love it. So shouts out to Carson DiMartino. Now, it is important to hold people to account on this pod, okay? We are nothing if ju- uh, adjudicators of the co- world of college baseball. And, uh, again, a couple weeks on this sh- ago on the show, we called out the Texas Tech broadcast for a lack of verve and fizz and – your seltzer's flat again, gentlemen, because... Well, yeah, I think we know they are not listening to the podcast. This is pretty good evidence <laughs> because we have a walk-off homer from possible top 10 pick Jace Young down by one, bottom nine against Kansas State. Uh, just absolutely blasted. And once again, it was just like, that's going to be the ball game. It, it's like, and it doing? wasn't like a wall scraper. There was no doubt no. it was going out. They hit it over the Coke bottle next to the scoreboard. The radio, I love it because, like, under the tweet from you, under your tweet, if you tweet any Texas Tech play, someone will send you the radio call. Because the radio guy has enough dip on his chip for him and the TV guy combined. Video will never, ever kill the radio star. And Texas Tech has just proven that to us. Jeff Haxton once again bringing the noise. He he is making up. He is well compensating for the for the. TV I just feel terrible for the TV broadcaster because if he's not listening, does he know about the MLB? How else Ooh. will he know? Check it oh, out. Boy. Make sure you check it out. That's true. Make sure if you're listening, like tell your friends about it because we need to make sure that MLB you know, keeps keeps stays alive. You know, Alicia Keys once said, "Jordan, what goes up must come down." That is true in life, and it is also true in baseball. But it wasn't true for the Dayton Flyers baseball team as the entire squad, well, not the entire squad, 10 of the squad, that is your starting lineup and a DH, were, I don't know if those were the actual guys involved here, but 10 players on Dayton were stuck in an elevator, I think in the hotel, the um, unnamed chain hotel. I'm sure they were going to chow down some wet eggs on their way to the game. They were stuck in an elevator and, you know, I would say these are like fake paramedics had to come. Yeah, this is this is the like the just the like the mechanical like oh, something's broken. We're gonna go fix this. <laughs> now here's what I want to say. Uh, it's not just that there are ten Dayton Flyers in the elevator. It's that let's count together, guys. How many of them are wearing a shirt? First guy comes out. He is wearing a shirt. Second guy. Uh, comes out and I believe he is not wearing a shirt. That's a no. Se- That's a no. Third from guy him. does have a shirt. Fourth I... guy does have a shirt. Fifth guy does have a shirt. Sixth does. Seventh does. Eighth does not. 
ninth does and tenth half. He's got kind of a <laughs> like an Ezekiel sure Elliott kind of situation. <laughs> if it's half, he was just putting it back on. We'll we'll count him as off because he was putting it back on. It was uh, off in the theories? elevator. And the other thing is I think guys are putting their shirts back on in the elevator. There is definitely one guy who you can see him redressing in the elevator. I don't need to know. Dayton Flyers, listen, boys, if you're listening and you want to tell us about the elevator experience, we'd love to have you on the midweek pod to yeah. share your trauma. Um, but I just I, – we're not shaming or judging. I just want to know. Like, one guy was like, no shirts. This would be funny. <laughs> yeah, and or was – or were they in there for funny. half an hour and it was, like, really sweaty. Right, like, that off, I could believe it. <laughs> but then there's also there's also one guy in there with like still with a hoodie on like is he just sweating like crazy and like he, one guy's he's, cancer <laughs> it's great the guy with the hoodie on i gotta wonder if he's got a drug test monday morning and he's trying to get rid of it he's trying to get by he's sweating it out it, it definitely <laughs> seems like they're on their way to the lobby too because you can right. just smell the wet eggs you can smell them <laughs> well, in this wait, video but hold on here here is another question here why <laughs> right why are there 10 people in the elevator? In no, the that's fine. Pack them in, dude. <laughs> nah, we got room. Bubble. That's being a good teammate. <laughs> we got, we got, right, you're right. They're all the way down for the wet egg. I don't feel like, like a sardine yet. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler's like running down the hallway like, yo, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, hold it for Tyler. Hold it for Tyler. Come on, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. You know, and they're like, all right, bing, and it goes down, then it's just, oh, oh. You know oh, it can't be God, going away boys. from breakfast because if it were you know post breakfast and they just filled themselves with wet eggs, it, people would be they'd open the door and it's just oh God oh Jesus well, it's that and there would be more um, eagerness for them getting out because they kind of slowly filed out. It's not like they all were like it was like a walk of, of shame. They were having Everybody a great time. I will say I'm surprised that they even need to take the elevator, guys. You know. Considering that they're flyers, yeah. What the hell? Just you would fly. Think that, that would not. That would not be. That would not be required. That's a core memory <laughs> for all of these individuals that we got to share on the internet, and I love that. Oh, oh my god! All right, one more show and go. This is not our Beyond D one. We're going to get to that in a little bit, but it is a non D one, and that is what happened with the Flagler University baseball team. This was another incredible video. Flagler on the road in South Carolina after I believe they got the series win over a school called Lander. Sure. South Carolina South school right there. South Carolina. Uh, and Stephen Shock, what happened after uh, this game? It would appear that the bus driver saw a ditch, and he said, you know what? Fuck it. Here we go. I can That's for this. me. <laughs> I, can, I can hop this. No problem. And the bus got wedged in between Earth, which is immovable. <laughs> And the bus, buses, I don't know if many people know this, buses are incredibly heavy. Like, I can't lift a bus, and I'm super strong. Everybody knows that about me. Like, Stephen Shock, strong guy. Can he lift a bus? Uh-uh. No shot. So it bottomed out. You're so right. It bottomed cool. out. That, Wheels well, I never thought spinning. about that. Wheels I've are seen so many spin. buses, dude. Okay. And I've been like, damn, how I, heavy this? I have no idea how heavy they are. Probably pretty heavy. Yeah, like, at least... At least as heavy as one or two elephants. Okay, so... I got a the, lot of thoughts here. You Describe the video, right? So what do we see? We see that the bus, the back of the bus... The right, back of the be... bus is stuck on like a a cement uh, block that you would see at the end of a parking space. 
is placed at the end of like a driveway next to a cookout where it's clear that yeah, the team was eating at cookout. Shouts out to cookout. And the bus is stuck there. Now, I don't understand how the pushing helped. I'm going to be honest. I I am going to truth through this a little bit. I I think that the bus could have moved in. I think it could have moved. I think it could have moved. I think the pushing maybe helped a little bit. But Dude, wait. You you think that it just clearly it helped. There's no way. You think that if <laughs> they, it just kept spinning the tire, it would have eventually got unstuck? I will I will give credit to whoever filmed this video did a great job of showing that the tires were spinning independently. Yeah, the, yeah. The road yeah. was not stopping before he showed the guys pushing. Oh, wait. Which I I respect the hell out of him. Oh, you know what? I take that back. I take that back. I didn't notice the tire spin. That's a miss on my part. I I, I, I rescind my skepticism. My favorite part is the (laughs) drive-through sign. Also, the (laughs) bus is just completely blocking traffic at this junction. Oh, my God. Right. When it it gets gets unstuck. All seven South Carolinians are just like, they're pissed off at this bus. (laughs) Bro, the reaction is I haven't watched it with sound yet, I just did. The reaction is unbelievably hype. It's so good. I haven't I have another another take. I'm glad there was one person at least recording this, right? However, the guy on the left who's also recording like how many <laughs> My question is like who is volunteering versus just like, you know what, I'm gonna hang back and I'm gonna record this for my oh, Snapchat. Dude. <laughs> That's there's there's me guys and the there's seniors. we guys. The, the seniors, seniors, yeah. You know, same guys okay, okay. you know who's guys never tarped happy. before. You know who's not happy about there being a video? The bus driver. <laughs> Bad for Academy Charter. <laughs> Real tough look. Not the sponsor. Also, can I here's one other take on this and then we'll move on. I love that they're reacting like they just hit an RBI double. <laughs> it's like the same thing. Let's fucking go! Yeah! We the bus driver the bus. was hitting a double celebration as it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. Poking, poking his head out the window. Flagler is uh, 18 and 20 this season. This weekend, they took two out of three from Lander, so maybe they're back yeah. on, on a good streak. Before that, <laughs> yeah, they, they were, were on a W2. They were a w- yeah, before two, so. this weekend, they were on an L7. Um, and so you could imagine there's a lot of pent-up energy. I'm just glad that, that our, our Flagler Saints got to let their let their flag fly. Maybe I love that. you know college coaches are crazy, so maybe this was something their coach set up. <laughs> oh, maybe it's yes. like a team bonding the- thing. Like, <laughs> hey guys, if we can move buses, we can win whatever D two conference wearing guys. Just oh know that. God. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! The bus was not. This I'm saying. The bus is not stuck. Hashtag move that bus. No, 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 no. The bus is stuck. Ty Pennington, the, the baby. Problem, the the. the, the <laughs> the uh the coach got on and they, they told the bus driver they're like look man this is driver a hundred bucks to get the bus stuck <laughs> all right let's go on now look that was beyond d1 but we have more beyond d1 this is one of the more obvious ones we've had in some time <laughs> obviously we've spent some time uh we just did some division two we've talked plenty about naia we've done some junior college last week with our five home run game and this week we go to Jake and I's specialty, the Division Three level. Last Wednesday, um, we had a doubleheader scheduled between the Earlham College Quakers 
and the Defiance, I believe they are the Eagles. Probably go ahead and confirm that. Not the most Defiant. No, that is definitely alley. not the Eagles. I think they're the Hornets. I'm sorry. Defiance. <laughs> are, are we, can, we, can, we, can we get a fact check on that? I feel bad. We could have used a little bad. bit more Defying from Defiance, <laughs> Jordan. And why is that? Uh, they have the Yellow Jackets. I apologize. All right. Uh, they played a baseball game. And baseball games normally – Jake, can you give me, like, a score of a baseball game? Just give me, give me just one shot. Shout out a score of a baseball like, like game. Seven to two. Seven to two. Seven to two. Steven, can you give me a score of a baseball game? Just, like, come to, it comes to your head. Two to three. Oh! Two to three. Ooh, ooh okay. It's a close one. A close one. I got another Here's one. Here's the score. I got another one. Here's the score of a baseball game. I got, game. I got another oh, one. Hang on. Okay, yeah. Fifteen to one. Whoa. Oh, that's lopsided. Whoa. That's lopsided. That would be – Texas Rangers, Orioles, 33 to three. Ooh, thirty to three. Is it, it was thirty? Thirty to three, right? not thirty. Thirty to three. Whoa, don't not, make it worse than it had to be. <laughs> okay, thirty to three. That's insane. Well, that was Major League Baseball, right? Yeah, Major, Major League Baseball. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Hole in the okay, wall. Okay, thirty to three. That's that's nuts. That's nuts. All right, I have another one for you. Yeah. For, uh, it was forty to seven. That was the score <laughs> between the Earlham Quakers and the Defiance Yellow Jackets. It was 40 to 7, guys. They hey! 40 runs. It was 40, 40 runs. How are we feeling about a 40 to 7 baseball game, guys? I'm feeling good, Jordan. That's the type of place I would live. <laughs> I've, yeah. I feel good about well it if I'm not on Defiance. I feel great about it. <laughs> you feel good about it if you're Earlham? Yeah. If I'm, particularly if I'm Andrew Bradley, who by the fourth inning, I'm four for four with four <laughs> nukes and a grand slam being one of them. I'm feeling pretty phenomenal about it, surprisingly. That's a good day say, at though, the yard. I will say, though, I'm not feeling great if I finish the game and I still only have four homers, which is what happened to Andrew Bradley. Um, he plateaued. After being four for four with four homers. <laughs> he peaked uh, too soon. He <laughs> peaked too soon. Anyway, 40 to 7. Um, now, 40 runs is actually not even in the top 10 in D3 history. Uh, but 37 hits... <laughs> which they had in addition to 18 walks 37 hits and 18 walks only one hit by pitch so the ball was <laughs> over the plate so we can definitely appreciate that um but 37 hits is indeed uh tied for the most uh hits by a team uh sixth most hits in division three history by a team ever and there have been some crazy games so 37 hits for the quakers but of course steven i think you noticed this because you tweeted it after but the best part about this game is that it was the first game of a doubleheader they played again after 40 to 7 they had another baseball game to play it began at 9 40 p.m because they do have lights at lovely uh randall sadler field in richmond indiana they started at 9 40 and earlham won the second game 12 to 3. It's uh, a blowout. Well after midnight. Uh, and that is after Defiance took a 1 nothing lead in the top of the first. Um, that 1 nothing so, lead was a home run by Andrew Bradley. Oh, oh well, no, the, Bra- the Bradley. <laughs> Defiance, Defiance is the one that took the 1 nothing oh, lead. No so problem. Bradley did homer again in the second game. So we had five homers on the day, which is pretty pretty freaking ridiculous um but the thing that i wanted to share with you hey guys, how was your sure. game last night bud imagine like his roommates not on the baseball team <laughs> he comes home how was, was good? Good. got home late last night how was the game oh it was good i, yeah. hom- I homered five times <laughs> yeah we scored 52 runs i'm coming home with scored five f- more home runs under my belt than i did yeah. when i left so 52 runs that's pretty good now 
Jake Mintz, who is the best team in Division Three baseball? Uh, right now? Yeah. The Marietta Express. Yeah. The Marietta Pioneers. And Marietta played a doubleheader today, actually, against Wilmington, another team, the Quakers. But the Quakers were not on the right side of this one. They won the first game 17-5. to But in the second game, they won 29-1. to Now, that is not as good as 40-7. to But what they did in the sixth inning, the bottom of the sixth inning, we put up a quick 17 spot. Now, not just a 17 spot. Gentlemen, they had their 17 consecutive guys reach base before the first out in the bottom of the sixth <laughs> inning. <laughs> Stephen Shock, have you ever seen anything? All right, nobody like- out. We got nobody. <laughs> hey, guys, still nobody out. Um, 17 guys have tried to get out. If they didn't, um, no, I've never seen a streak like that. And my heart goes out to Wilmington. Wilmington actually having a, a solid year, all things considered. They're usually at the bottom of the OAC, as everybody knows. But uh, I'm just going to read this recap play-by-play here. Single, double, single, single, sing, single. Homer, Grand Slam. Great. All right. Hey, well, but you know Rally what? Killer. Still not <laughs> rally killer. Still not rally killer. Guess what? Not a rally not killer. Not this one. We continue. Single, Homer. Single, single, walk, single, walk, single. Pitching change, single, Homer. Second Grand Slam of the inning. Uh, and then uh, strikeout, ground out, single strikeout. So they, they cleaned it up uh, after, after yeah, the they did. Court, so <laughs> so uh, I just, I, you know, look, man, D3 baseball is amazing. Um, and we love it. It's just and crazy. About the that. craziest takeaway I have from what you just read to us is the fact that I only heard the words pitching chains once. Oh, no. I think there was, I think I skipped. One pitching. Change. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but was but there say, wasn't that many. What's pitching. the game? Yeah, it wasn't that many. <laughs> just just tell the catcher to take his stuff off and have him go. <laughs> Somebody else. Uh, do you guys? What's the most runs you ever saw scored in one inning in your guys? One experience? inning. The biggest blowout I was ever a part of was twenty a twenty-seven to one victory. Mm-hmm. Was that when you got your at bat? No, 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 no. Um, I got my at bat in a twelve to three game, but. 20, we beat a, a Principia College twenty-seven to one in seven innings. My, I think my junior year. I'm gonna be honest. When I was playing and the score got crooked, um, I I did, I didn't really pay attention to the final. Yeah. But um, <laughs> one blowout I particularly remember was when I was playing in Cape Cod. We lost about eighteen to one to the Harwich Mariners. But that game was still if. If you're one of my teammates who played in that game or you know a little bit more about me than the general public knows, you will know that that was one of the best games of my life personally. I had a lot of fun in the bullpen with my buddies. And, yeah, that's as far as I'll go into it. <laughs> but I remember that. We appreciate, we appreciate the restraint, Stephen. <laughs> um, I think that's, uh, that's about going to do it for uh, this episode. Steven, I know you had one more question for us before we wrap up this episode. Yeah, I just had one question because I was thinking about it as I was watching the UVA-Miami game. I was trying to think of something that would bring me joy, and all I saw was the mascot for Miami. And I was thinking, I could could definitely beat the shit out of that guy. I I just, you know, my midweek podcast was mascots that I think could beat the shit out of me. And, you know, number one, obviously being a Billiken from SLU because – what is a Billiken? I don't know. So I was just wondering, are there any mascots that you guys think 
you could absolutely handle in a fight or that if you fought them, it's just no chance they win. Mm. I mean, this is a good question. Obviously, so it's it's interesting, right? Because you, you're talking about the 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 duck, right? Or the I, not a duck. What would you what would you call the Miami Hurricanes? Is oh, the ibis some, Sebastian <laughs> some some furry thing that could get it? <laughs> Sebastian the ibis, <laughs> incredible. Now that's very different than. A hurricane, right? Yeah. Uh, Jake, you have changed your Zoom background. What are we looking at there? Describe it for the podcast audience. This is a Buster Bronco from Western <laughs> Michigan University. Um, my guy, Buster, I would bust his ass up because he yeah. looks high as balls <laughs> and I think is not any. Here's the thing about a Bronco, right? How many legs is a Bronco usually on? Four. Four. This like, one's on yep. two. This one's on oh, two. Oh, I see. That's and an so, unstable Bronco. <laughs> an unstable equine. All right. I, <laughs> I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to bust Buster up. I'm pretty okay? sure that's the backup drummer from the Chuck E. Cheese band. Initially, Buster was a student dressed in a horse's head. After a few changes, the current Buster Bronco took the form seen today in 1991. So I could especially kick Buster Bronco's ass if it's just a student. In a head unbalanced. I should say, Buster Bronco, also the official mascot of Boise State, but that mascot, Buster, looks significantly more uh, ready to go than Western Michigan's Buster Bronco. So not only could so, you beat him up, but you know his whole story. It's a yeah. vendetta fight at that point. I would say, so the first thing that comes to mind is is the tree, right? But the tree comes with its own factor of intimidation. Endurance, right? baby. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, the other one that came to mind is the uh, the banana slugs of UC Santa Cruz, just in terms of what kind of animal. But again, the actual mascot is still the same size as the other mascot. So I'm not, I don't know. Jake, do you have another uh, good answer? Delta State University. Okay. D2. D2 in Mississippi. Their mascot is the fighting okra. (laughs) The fry? (laughs) Fighting. The fighting okra. They, it is a large okra. It is a big ass single piece of okra. It, and I, I would stomp that. It is a frowny, mean-looking okra, but it is an okra nonetheless. Scottsdale Community College has Artie the Artichoke, and I think I could just mm, absolutely artichoke, ruin yeah. his day. I think artichokes are kind of sneaky, dude. Those things, it's tough to know what to eat, what not to eat. <laughs> Well, he'd give me diarrhea, but I think I could beat him up. I would say the opposite is um, Michigan State. Yeah, Wolverine. The Spartan. Spartan. Yeah, I'm not. That dude's got like armor, and his head is just unbelievably enormous. Like, I'm not messing with that guy. But this is great. This is obviously great discussion. Of course. Oh my god. uh, Oh my god. Dartmouth has an unofficial mascot named. Keggy the Keg. (laughs) (laughs) They couldn't come up with a different name than Keggy. Uh, Like Peggy? So good. I love it. All right, well, before this goes any more off the rails, Stephen Shock, thank you so much, as always, for joining us on this episode of The Shock Factor. Jake Mintz, that's Jake Mintz. I'm Jordan Schusterman. That's Stephen Shock. Uh, We will be back again next week. Make sure we all check out some Major League Baseball this week. 
Um, thank you to our real sponsor, S2 Cognition, <laughs> um, for for supporting the pod. And uh, Stephen, I'll I'll give you the final word, my friend. Final word. I know this week I did not watch as much college baseball as I have committed to in previous weeks. That will not be the case moving forward. The college baseball content will be back, and it will be back in a big way. And I promise next week I will be more locked in. I will have more insights and more information to share with the whole world. There you go. Well, make sure you're following Steven on Twitter. Make sure you're following us, too. It's Espus BBQ. And, of course, the one and only Big Donkey 47. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.